0: It's a residency at the House of M's. This is Triple M Nights with Dave Gleeson. In terms of career changes, this bloke takes the cake from taking over the Aussie music scene with Midnight Oil to small talking with the big wigs in Canberra and one of the most iconic dancers this country's ever produced. If you haven't figured out who we're talking about yet, You're probably not a Triple M listener. Please welcome
1: Peter Garrett.
0: I was going to say they don't come much bigger than this guy in the Australian music industry, but they don't come any bigger than this guy in the Australian music industry. Welcome to the show, Peter Garrett.
1: Thanks, Thanks, Dave. How are you?
0: I'm very well. Now, um, obviously, um, uh, last year, uh, the oils decided to uh, pull the pin, but that hasn't stopped uh, you making music.
1: No, I'm a little bit like um, Warragamba Dam after heavy rain. (laughs) <laughs> uh, the spillway's just, the spillway's just flowing. And, you know, it's, to be honest, mate, it's really surprised me, but I've got to go with it, you know. It's yeah. so incredible to find yourself at this stage of the game really just loving it, wanting to do more, wanting to squeeze as much out of it as possible. And I came off the back end of the oils work, I don't know, sort of feeling as though uh, that music was still a really big part of my life and I wanted to make as much of it as I possibly could.
0: Uh, Look, you've been doing it all your life since you were a a teenager and uh, obviously you've you've seen the the good and bad sides of it, but um, being able to express yourself with music and and, and getting out in front of crowds, there really is nothing like it.
1: Well, you know it as well and uh, people who are listening, even if they've got, you know, their bands and they go out and do some shows, you know, playing on the weekends, mm-hmm. playing a bit of back attack or whatever it might be. There is nothing like it. And, you know, I mean, at one level, I, I, I figure that it's keeping my blood moving, you know, and it's keeping the <laughs> DNA agitated. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: this album True North we we've, we've got a little taste of it with uh, Innocence parts 1 and 2. Um and I've look, just listened to the song before we came on. There's such an air of um of hope in it and and um you know there, there's the the line it's never too late. Um it, even though there's stuff does uh, you know there there's crap going on there is still some oh, yeah. positives to find in uh in the world and in the relationships we have.
1: Yeah, look I'm really glad you got that out of it because I think that you know we 've always tried to, and i 've always tried to do things that have actually got some meaning in them mm. it's, I mean you can toss something off and you know there 's plenty of nursery rhymes masquerading as as, as songs <laughs> around the place. you and I both know that, but the um, you know, truth is that that we we take our existence in a way and where we are and the time we 're living in the stuff that 's going on very seriously, but also recognizing that humanity 's rich uh it's got lots of edges, lots of shapes, lots of dimensions, lots of ways of resolving things, lots of ways of responding, lots of ways of, of even having fun. And sometimes, yeah, I can, I mean, I've been involved heavy politics for much of my working life as well as the music. So I know the stuff well, but occasionally even I sort of find myself going, ah, I might just move somewhere else for a moment. But in doing that, uh, I've got this great faith in, in people's abilities, A, to get stuff going, Uh, to express themselves, to inspire, you know, to be passionate, to be whatever it might be, and at the same time to know that there is no such thing as end game. There is no mm. such thing as Armageddon. It is never too late. Every day is a new opportunity for us, whatever we're doing.
0: Yeah, and look, I mean, and your songs have always been about hope for a brighter future. Um, with um, with with the oils and stuff, uh, even when you're reflecting on the the the, the times that um, that terrible stuff has been uh, inflicted, especially on um, the environment and on on our indigenous cultures. Um, but you've seen so much of the world, and you've been on tour uh all around and i i imagine you have seen the really the best of humanity in some of the worst situations
1: and vice versa too Mm. probably yeah Yeah. Uh, i remember i remember we we played a big free open ender uh uh, open air i beg your pardon at la uh i don't know it's down in the sort of city area of, of the city and it was a really, really big concert, and it, you know, a lot of people came out. and I can't remember who else was on the bill. I think maybe even Chili Peppers might have played that mm-hmm. day. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, I thought it was a wonderful, you know, afternoon, late afternoon, and you know, big PA and lots of noise, noise, and just you know, people just going for it. But the cops panicked and decided that they needed to do a horse run, you know, charge through the crowd to sort of calm things down, which was <laughs> not a very wise <laughs> use of their resources. No. And, Not particularly appreciated by the pundits. And you had to say from the stage, look, none of our business really, but actually it is because this is our audience. Stop. Mm. Because we know why we're here. We know that we're celebrating music. Um, This was not about uh, whether the police sergeant or whatever thinks that he needs to create order. Mm. And yet at that time, I remember saying to the Eels afterwards, I'm not sure about America. There are other signs as well, you know, the presidents that they've had, the way in which they treat everything just like a giant supermarket. I love Americans themselves. The musical tradition of the place is phenomenal, as you know. Mm, Yeah. And yet I think they're really at an interesting junction point with their democracy and everything that goes with it. So I've seen some ugly stuff there but think that they're good people and seen some terrible stuff in other places but also some brilliant stuff Mm. Um, and just always thinking to ourselves when we've stopped – Uh, looking at the t-shirt design and figuring out how we're managing with our likes and our dislikes. (laughs) Are there things underneath that that are really substantial? And for me as an Australian and someone who loves the country that much, in this place where I see so much potential and positivity, how can we just nurture that and, and, and make it work that much better?
0: And, and does that, has that informed your uh, your songwriting for True North? Did, did the songs come after Oils? Are they songs you've been collecting, um, you know, just putting in a book or whatever over the years? Or did they all come in a kind of uh, a concerted kind of writing period?
1: Yeah, look, it was a bit of both, Dave. It was uh, – I had a few around. I had a couple that we demoed up for the last Oils record, Resist, and they weren't quite ready and – yeah, you know, didn't didn't get through the door in time, and so I really wanted to see whether, it, well, as you know, get, getting it started is usually the easy part. Getting yeah. it finished is quite often the hard part. You, <laughs> know, you just really want to get it tied up with that start, with that you know the baby bow, the red the red bow, and yeah. it's all sparkling and clean and sounds like the business. But yeah, a couple were demos that came in and we didn't get done. A couple I'd had lurking around in the back of my head for a while, and then I thought. I mean, calling it old-fashioned in a way, I just still love the idea of a record, you know. Yeah. Actually trying to encompass something over more than just one or two songs. I know it's going to get dropped out into, um, you know, Spotify and internet world, but I still wanted it to be an album. So I wrote the others on the way in. And then, of course, you're always short, so you've got to do one on the go. <laughs> but, but, so in other words, you know, same, same. Yeah, so um, i do it on the fly. <laughs> but, do it on the fly, but, you know, but but... And I'm not just sort of, you know, raising the flag here. I really did almost find myself a bit surprised and a bit taken aback by the fact that there was so much flowing through the veins, and Mm. I really did feel very energised and very excited about it. And the True North partly is a reflection on the northern part of our own country, which I think is incredible. And for people that have been up there, and if anyone's been lucky enough to work up there or do a bit of travel up there, it's an amazing part of Australia. Yeah. Yeah. And there's many things going on there, whether natural beauty, whether it's the politics, whether it's with Aboriginal people, whether it's just, you know, in Kakadu National Park or whatever, that I think is great to be focused on. But it also had a double meaning in a way, which when people get to hear the full record next year, hopefully they'll get a bit of, which is, you know, after all these years of being on a stage and charging around the place, where's my true north? You know, what are the things that are really important for me as well.
0: Yeah, mate. That's an amazing uh, outlook on it. Um, but who do, you, who do you bounce your ideas off? Obviously, um, the, with the oils, it would be a different dynamic. Do you bounce them off the, the the other guy, the guys in the alter egos, or do you do it with the producer? Or what's your process like doing solo as opposed to uh, the oils?
1: Well, I'm not a big techno person, but I've got to say that uh, my iPhone has really saved my life because. <laughs> I, I just hit voice memo. Yep. And, Me you know, yeah, it's amazing, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it really and is. And I mean, I might
1: have a, it's incredible, you know, and also sometimes an idea, and we've all got it, you know, like everybody's going, you might be in the shower, you might be driving to work or whatever, and you can have an idea about anything. But mm. if you don't capture it, sometimes it just flies back out the window. So I use the iPhone, I get the idea down, and then I might play a bit of guitar with it and then record it myself. And then, because Martin Rottie from the Oils, um, I was really delighted. He played on the first little solo record I did when I got out of um, Parliament. But I said to him, would you like to come and do another one and come out and do some playing? And he said, yeah, no, I'd really love to. So I then go up to his and then we just sit there. I play it to him. We sit with just two acoustic guitars, run them down, see whether they make sense as a song. And then we record that on the iPhone. And then I take it to the producer and then I play it there in this case him, Tony Buchan, who smashing pumpkins and various other people, Yep. and say, what do you think? And, I mean, we're in the world that was very characterised by Midnight Oil's approach to making music, which was this is the most important thing we will ever do, maybe except for having families. Yep. And we're not here to stroke anyone's ego, you know. Um, it was always very honest and very no, it's not working, yes, it is. If it is working, can it work better? And I want that sort of feedback. I don't want someone saying to me, oh, it's great, you know, yeah, it sounds great, yeah. when it's not actually not great. <laughs> um, then if it passes that test with the band, who were a good band of really fine musicians, I didn't really want to es- essentially try and prescribe to them what to play or do. Right, yep. And I mean, they obviously know about the oils and how the oils record and work, but it was more a case of, look, they're pretty straight up and down songs. They're reasonably simple. You'll be able to work your way from start to finish, but I'll tell you the story of the song. Sure. And in telling you the story of the song, I'll just let you find the notes and the sounds that you think work. And we actually ended, we had quite a magical experience of creating an album that way. And I ended up being really happy with what we did.
0: Fantastic, mate. Now, uh, you, you mentioned family and the importance of, and you've uh, been lucky enough to have your two beautiful daughters, May and Grace, be involved with this record as well.
1: Yeah, I am. Uh, how, how, literally, uh, how good is that? <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, well, <clears throat> I mean, it's special because it's, it's your family, mm. and it's also special because, well, they're not teenagers. They're not starry-eyed about it. We just love our music, you know? And uh, I'm pretty confident that what they're bringing to the table is going to suit the songs. We're not so much about trying to express something which is, you know, necessarily got all the bells and whistles on it, but it's got to have some feeling in it. And I think they bring that feeling to the table. Uh, Grace, my youngest, is also a designer. So, you know, I said, well, look, have a go at working up some of the artwork for the album. So, yeah, it's just a really lovely thing to do and you just enjoy the experience a heap. And, uh, you know, they get to tell war stories about the old man to the other <laughs> members of the band and embarrass you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you should see what he does at home, all that stuff. Oh, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Peter he came Ga- out of
1: the kitchen and he's tracky dax and, you uh, <laughs> so, know, so, so, so.
0: Peter it's been a pleasure to talk to you mate the album True North comes out March next year there's a whole heap of dates it doesn't look like you've slowed down at all Um, there's dates going all the way until next year Blues Fest will be an absolute highlight no doubt
1: yeah really looking forward to that I think um when you get a, when you get a good as you know when you get when you get people in that tent they've come from all over you can have some really special nights.
0: Yeah, brilliant, mate. Well, thanks very much for your time. It's been great to talk to you, Pete. And um, good luck with the album, the uh, single Innocence Part One and Two. It's out now, and uh, we're playing it right here at Triple M.
1: Thanks, Dave. All the best. Cheers. Thanks, Will.
0: For all the latest rock news, interviews, and backstage experiences, don't forget to subscribe to Triple M Rock on the Listener app.